0: Good morning from The Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, June 10th, and this is your FT News Briefing. EU member states are asking Brussels to consider the shock of a hard Brexit and its coronavirus recovery plans. A former banker for Goldman Sachs avoids prison time for his role in a global insider trading ring. And investors continue to show strong demand for freshly listed stocks. Plus, the Federal Reserve is releasing its first economic forecasts since December. The FT's James Politi explains what the central bank might plan to do next in its response to the recession. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Two EU member states are worried about what a hard Brexit will do to their economies on top of the fallout of the pandemic, and they're asking Brussels to step in. Specifically, diplomats from Ireland and Belgium have asked the bloc to take into account a hard Brexit shock when discussing its coronavirus recovery plans. It's a growing concern since the UK and EU have led four rounds of negotiations that haven't resulted in much progress. It could mean a messy no-deal departure for the UK that would happen January 1st, 2021. Ireland and Belgium would both be hit hard by a sudden disruption in trade with the UK. Add those concerns to predictions of a record post-war recession in the eurozone economy this year, a contraction that's predicted to be nearly 9%. Currently, the European Commission has a 750 billion euro recovery fund proposal on the table, and Ireland and Belgium aren't the only countries with complaints. The Netherlands, Denmark, Austria, Lithuania, and Hungary have all questioned how Brussels plans to allocate the money, particularly grants. Other member states are debating the conditions attached to the fund. Now, turning to a global insider trading ring that generated tens of millions of dollars in profits. It used confidential information about multi-billion dollar takeovers. Yesterday, former Goldman Sachs banker Brian Cohen avoided prison time for his part in that trading ring. He pleaded guilty in January to selling information about deals that Goldman was advising. In return, he was paid out handsomely. On Tuesday, a federal judge in Manhattan sentenced Cohen to 12 months of home detention. Prosecutors had asked for a little more than three years of prison time. Mr. Cohen's attorneys argued that his client was at risk of contracting coronavirus if he was imprisoned. He noted that Mr. Cohen developed asthma as an adult. One prosecutor said that Mr. Cohen's conduct was more closely tied to organized illegal drug trade than white-collar crime, a comparison that Mr. Cohen's lawyer found inappropriate. Judge William Pauly rejected the call for a prison sentence. He noted that since Mr. Cohen is a French national, he's not eligible for minimum security facilities. Mr. Cohen was the third former Goldman employee to plead guilty to U.S. insider trading charges over the past two years. Now, we've seen a few companies hit the public markets in the past week or so after a pandemic-induced hibernation. The demand for these deals has come as U.S. stocks are up from their March lows, and equity investors are feeling optimistic over the global rebound from the pandemic. And U.S. online-used car sales company Vroom is already off to a hot start. The company had its first day of trading yesterday. Shares closed just shy of $48 each, more than double its offering price of $22 market capitalization closed at about $5.5 billion. According to company figures, it was a loss-making business. But Room's upsized listing shows how investors are hungry for initial public offerings. Last week, Warner Music sold a shade less than $2 billion of its shares in the biggest U.S. listing of the year, pricing at the top end of its range. Tech group Zoom Info followed later in the week, also pricing above its range. And here's a story you should know more about. One reason equities investors have been so confident, despite a hard-hit economy, is action from the Federal Reserve. The U.S. Central Bank has pumped a tremendous amount of stimulus into the economy. It's been enough that this week, U.S. stock markets wiped out all of the coronavirus-linked losses for 2020. But today, the Fed will release its first economic forecasts in six months. What it reports might shake the confidence of investors. The FT's James Politi has more.
1: In March, they were due to release some economic projections, but they decided not to because the trauma of the pandemic was hitting the U.S. economy like a meteor. Essentially, they thought the outlook was too uncertain. Now they're going to try to pin it down. And we can broadly expect a big decline in output. We can expect them to predict high unemployment for an extended period of time, maybe as high as 10 percent by the end of the year, low interest rates to remain in place, for several years. But of course, if there's any kind of deviation from those forecasts, I think the markets will pay very, very close attention.
0: Now, James, we've seen investors pile into some, you know, iffy stocks this week. JCPenney, Hertz, both companies that have filed for bankruptcy. What's the rationale for these kind of investments? And do you see this as a sign that the Fed has gone too far in propping up businesses?
1: So certainly the Fed has been very successful at calming financial markets. And we've even to the point where we've seen equity prices rally and investors pile into stocks, even of companies that have filed for bankruptcy. So that side of the equation is fairly well sorted. And one could even say that there might be a danger some Fed officials who generally have not been worried about asset bubbles, especially in this environment of of high slack, could get worried that This could turn into a corner of financial instability. On the other hand, the real economy is still in real trouble. I mean, even though there was a clawback of about two and a half million jobs in in May compared to April, we're still at levels of unemployment that far exceed anything we saw even during the last financial crisis and recession. So. The Fed sort of needs to highlight that fact and needs to uh, show that it remains committed to sort of staying through the long course um, and for the long haul to support the recovery and make sure that we get back to some kind of normality. Essentially, the Fed has two mandates. It has the mandate of full employment and price stability. And we're far from those goals by any stretch of the imagination. And I think they have to reinforce that.
0: Now, James, we've been talking a lot about the pandemic and its effects, but there, you know, there might also be a social and economic impact of the police brutality protests that began in the US and are now happening all around the world. How might the Fed react to this?
1: When Chair Powell spoke for the last time in public the protest hadn't really started yet and so we'll be hearing the feds sort of first take on the on the protests certainly things are i think from an economic point of view looking better than they were A week ago when president trump was threatening to bring the military into the streets to quash the protests and since then the curfews have been lifted the peace you know the protests are carrying on but in a very peaceful if determined fashion and i think that the biggest near-term economic risk, I think, from the protests are that they could create a second wave of infections on the coronavirus front. And I think that the Fed is very concerned that a second wave could deliver a new hit, essentially, to the economy, as well as, you know, another devastating human toll. But I think that the Fed has been, and especially under Jay Powell, and even Janet Yellen, has been quite sensitive to issues of inequality, and Chair Powell has stressed the fact that the COVID crisis has hit African-American communities and Hispanics to a greater degree than the average. And I think that if this conversation and if these protests lead to a better sort of more equal society and more equal economy in the long run, I think that the Fed and Chirpau and would be very happy with that because I think that they've definitely expressed an interest in sort of better outcomes from an equality point of view in the U.S.
0: You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news.